Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. On Hulu. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Shallow right center, long run, but Michael gets there. Throw it back to first, may have a play. Double the motion, maybe a triple play. It is unbelievable. Just how they drew it up. Well, if it wasn't cloudy, I would now be checking for a full moon. No question about it. We have seen it all tonight. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide-open Wednesday today, folks. So we've had some giveaways. We've talked about some NFL contracts and also some baseball and some mustaches, if you can believe it. But, hey, that's what we do here on a wide-open Wednesday. But still... Some of the big news, of course, has been dealing with Razorback basketball. In case you're just joining us or haven't had a chance to hear, Arkansas added a really, really great marquee game against Purdue men's basketball this season, Bud Walton Arena, as a preseason charity game. It's a, it's an exhibition game, so it won't go towards any of the win-loss records there. It's similar to what uh, Arkansas and Texas did last year there in Austin, but uh, should be an absolutely great matchup, which a lot of Razorback fans We'll be showing up for, but scheduling that has always been fascinating, and scheduling in general has always been fascinating. So let's find out what processes go into all of that with our guy, Coach Matt Zimmerman, as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome him in now. And Coach, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, you're welcome, uh, John. Joe, hope you guys are doing good. Beautiful day here, very warm in Fayetteville, and uh, it's nice, very nice. Yes, yes, it is warm, no doubt about it, but uh, it's glad that we're indoors and being able to to look at it uh, from outside in. It, it's uh, definitely awesome to have you on and appreciate you coming on on such short notice. So the uh, reason we really wanted to bring you on is talk about scheduling, but we'll start with the announcement of Arkansas basketball being able to bring Purdue into Bud Walton Arena with Zach Eady, who of course was a player of the year last season and uh, have a preseason game, exhibition game for charity. Just what do you make of that matchup and the fact that you get to have both Purdue and Duke playing in Bud Walton Arena this season is a pretty awesome thing. Oh, that's great. Great great for the schedule, great for the team, great for motivation, really good for our fans. And I think that the challenge and these kind of exhibitions, although it doesn't count on your record, they're really good to have. And I think they're important to get, John, when – you know, we really don't do home-and-home home series much anymore. You know, Coach is kind of – he's not a big into doing a lot of home-and-homes. He's not afraid to schedule people. It's mostly, mostly going to be neutral site games, and like the game with OU in Tulsa or going to Maui or going to Bahamas. So it's going to be a lot of neutral site. And then you have the, the challenge every year. And so to get Duke and then to get Purdue in an exhibition game is really big. And uh, I, I think it's, I just think it's really good for our fans, and it's really good for our players. Because if you can't be motivated and excited as you're practicing, as you're working out, 
as you're going through all this stuff, knowing that, hey, this is coming. You know, I'm, I'm about to play some great games in Bud Walton. Now, we know we're always going to get, you know, the, the conference games that are so critical. Those are fun. You always want to have, I know when I was able to do the schedule, you know, anytime you could get a Michigan or you could get a Syracuse or even if you played a Clemson or a Minnesota or Wake Forest, that, that, that was good. It was good for your team. It was good for your fans. So to get Purdue in here is good. They got the National Player of the Year coming back. You know, their guards are, have kind of always been their problem. I wouldn't want to come to Bud Walton, guys, with, with maybe guards that are struggling a little bit. And so that'll be interesting. Maybe they'll have better guards uh, this year. That's why they've kind of stubbed their toe, you know, with the first round of the tournament and stuff the last few years. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Coach, as somebody that made the scheduling for years, how, how did you go about that? Did you have a list and you kind of played off that list, or did you go more on – the connections you have within the coaching community to get some of these games scheduled? Oh, no. You, you, you go basically, yeah, a little bit of both, but mostly it is it's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of conversations. It's, it's a lot of um, guys that you do know or you talk to, to your friends in the business and say, hey, I'm looking for this game, that game. Do you know anything about when maybe we can play this game? They're like, oh, yeah, you can uh, – I know so-and-so's looking or this other team's looking. It's always pretty easy to break your schedule down. Uh, first off, you got you get 31 games max. We always want to play 31 games because when you have Bud Walton Arena, you, you can't under-schedule games. There are teams out there that will schedule 30 or 29 games. Absolutely ridiculous. So play all 31 games, and luckily at Arkansas, we always do that. So you're going to have 18 league games. So 18 minus 31, that leaves you 13 non-conference games. Figure out what your exempt tournament is. Like this year, it's Bahamas. So that's three games. Three minus 13 leaves 10 games to get. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Tulsa and play OU. That's nine games left. And then we're going to have, um, the challenge. That's eight games left. And then you figure out what do I want to do with those eight games? A place like Arkansas, a lot of money, uh, huge home crowds. You're going to buy a lot of games. Sometimes in the past, Arkansas's bought anywhere from five games to, to nine or ten games. And so you're going to fill out your schedule with some buy games. And that's how it works. I'm a big believer in home and home series. I love those. You get to experience some other stuff. And you get someone different into your arena that you don't always get. And so to get Duke, who never plays on the road anymore, to get Duke is huge. And to get Purdue with, with the you know tradition they have, that, that's big. So that's kind of how the schedule's done. You make a lot of phone calls. And you'll make a few during the season for the next year. But really, when the season ends, March, April, that's when you really – now it's Coach Ruda. Uh, he took the scheduling over from me, and he's, he's making a lot of calls. He's sending text messages. He's doing a lot of emails, and he's talking to people about the scheduling. And he's, he's the one that gets this stuff done. Now, he's got to run everything. You know, he'll run everything through Coach Musk have coach say, ah, I don't really want to do that, or, yeah, I definitely want to do that. And that's kind of how it works. Uh, there's always an assistant coach that's in charge of the scheduling. Um, some schools do a director of operations, and so it's assistant coach talking to an assistant coach, hmm. and then after you two have talked and made some preliminary plans, you both have to go back to your head coach, and, you, and they've got to sign off on it. And a lot of times they don't sign off on it. Then you got to call that guy back. The best way to be good in scheduling is to stay at it and to be honest and to, and to communicate exactly stuff. Uh, I've dealt with guys in the business. They would hold a contract. You'd send a contract. You'd get your AD to sign it. And they kept, they kept saying they were in, but they wouldn't sign the contract because while they were holding your contract, guess what they're doing? They're looking for something better. You know, or if it's a buy game and you're going to pay them 80000 they're trying to get ninety or ninety-five thousand, or a hundred thousand, or one hundred twenty thousand, and so you got to stay on. Hey, send that contract back. I need that contract back. And there's a lot of things that, that you deal with. I love doing the schedule. It's always interesting, and uh, this is going to be good though to, to get those two teams in here. I wish Purdue counted on the schedule because I, I would think we would beat them, but uh, it's still going to be great in an exhibition game. In a case like that, coach, on a bye game. If you do have a certain number that's already presented and that school is trying to get more money, do they come back to you and say, we got a better offer and can you match this? Or do they just move simply move on and say, hey, we got more money and we're going to do this instead? 
Oh, no, it's back and forth for, for often for weeks, sometimes for months, and you keep negotiating. And on a buy game, they might you might have offered them 80000 and they may call back and say, hey, that 80000 is going into our general uh, athletic department fund. We really can't get that. And so we're not, we don't have access to all that. So won't you just pay us seventy? But um, buy us ten thousand dollars worth of uh, of uh, video equipment. We've had that offered to us. Well, can you will you pay our hotel rooms for both nights? Uh, Twelve rooms for two nights each. Twenty four rooms. We do that a lot. You do a lot of hotel negotiations. Can you pay our local bus? When I first started coaching. If a team flew in, the local bus would be a thousand dollars. Now somebody flies into X and A and they're here for a couple of days, or if they bus in, that bus is going to be five, six thousand dollars. So they'll say, "Hey, will you pay for our bus?" Um, there's a lot of things that you do. Even when I first started scheduling, coaches might say, "Coach, can I get an honorarium?" Hmm. And what that meant was, "Can you? Y'all have a booster club? Y'all have some sort of Razorback club? Y'all have somebody that I can speak to when I come to town?" And if you'll let me speak to them, like at lunch, the day of the game, or maybe the night before the game, then you could possibly pay that head coach from the other school two or three or four or five thousand dollars to speak to that group. How about it? There was head coaches that would ask that. Um, it was really interesting, and it still is. But there's definitely negotiations. You send a contract, and you got to put a date on there. They decide if, if if you do the contract and agree to it verbally, and say it's June the second. And you do the contract, you say, hey, you got to have this contract back to us July 1st or it's void. Because a lot of times those guys will hold that contract. And uh, you want them to get that contract back to you, and then your board has to put their seal on it, and it's done. And uh, it's really interesting. There is a lot of back and forth. Sometimes even after you've sent the contract and your AD has signed it, they will come back, you've done all these negotiations, and they say, Hey, we're getting more money from other places. This is you're going to have to up this twenty thousand more dollars. Then you have to make a decision: either try to find somebody else, or tear that contract up, put it, put another twenty thousand dollars on it, then go back to your same athletic director who's already signed it once, and say, "Hey, they won't come for eighty. It's going to cost us ninety-five or a hundred. So that's never fun when you're in charge of scheduling doing that. We're talking with Coach Matt Zimmerman here on the Jones and Son Diamond Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. Uh, Coach, I'm also curious because I'm sure in the 25 years you did it, there was a lot of stuff that changed in college basketball. But when it comes to television and and knowing how important that is when it comes to broadcasting a lot of these games, uh, how much of a factor did that play into it to say if you got some big opponent, was it something that once you agreed to it, then you go to the television networks or you go to the SEC network or whoever, and then you divulge it that way? Like, How would that work as far as agreeing to the games but also having these games broadcasted on television? Well, usually what happens is you get your schedule done. You're, you're constantly staying in contact with your basketball rep at the Southeastern Conference, and you're saying, hey, we're going to get this game done with uh, Wake Forest. And so that way they can immediately start getting a hold of TV to see if, hey, if, is this Tuesday night in December, can you get us on national TV? And sometimes TV might come back and say, no, we can't do it that Tuesday, but can you play Wednesday? And then you got to say, oh, okay, let's let's get a hold of Wake and say, if you'll move it one day, we'll get this game on national TV. Sometimes they're willing to move, sometimes they're not willing to move. And then don't forget, you also got to go over and walk across the hall and talk to your women's staff because they get their schedules done earlier. They don't have as much TV involvement. They have some, but they don't have as much TV involvement. And so it, the women might have a game schedule on that Wednesday at home. And now you got to go over there and be really nice and say, hey, we've got a chance to get this game on ESPN against Wake Forest. Is, is there any way that you can move your game a day? And you hate to do that because their game is just as important as yours. And so there's just a lot of things you, you factor in to getting it balanced. Um, when we were at UAB, we, we were very lucky to get to play legendary Coach Sutton in Oklahoma State, and ESPN contacted us and, and asked us if we'd be interested in doing a series. We had to start in Stillwater. For UAB, we, we couldn't hardly get those kind of teams to come play us at home. And so we were like, absolutely, we'll go to Oklahoma State to get on ESPN on a, on a Friday night in December. And, and we did that, and then Oklahoma State had to come to our place the next year, and we lost at their place, and we won at, at, their, at our own place. Anytime you do scheduling, it's a, it's a home-and-home series, when you're scheduling, you always hope, hey, at the worst, we've got to split 
we've got to split this at worst. Hopefully we win them both. But you don't want to be the one that schedules somebody. You don't want to schedule Rutgers in football and be the guy responsible for that and lose to Rutgers twice. Same thing in basketball. You don't want to be the one that schedules a series and go lose both games. That That is no fun when you're in charge of that. So um, when you, we, we did Indiana, and uh, that was one of the last home-and-home home series that I did. And luckily we were able to beat Indiana at home. We went there, and, and we lost. Uh, and then the next year, Coach uh, we lost in the NIT. But the next year, Coach Moss went there to back into that contract and beat Indiana at their place. So that was a great home-and-home home series. Razorbacks won two, Indiana won zero. And so that, that's a nice thing to be able to have. So you mentioned Indiana there. Are there um, some of the games that stand out to you that you were happiest about getting the deals done with, with these schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, Indiana, Michigan, when I came here in 2011, I came back to Arkansas, I said, we're going to get a Big Ten in here. Right, we were going to work to do that, and Coach Anderson was, was willing to do that. We had not had Michigan uh, in here since Barnhill uh, in the 1980s with Coach Sutton. Uh, no other Big Ten team had came in to, to Bud Walton Arena ever. And I was like, we're going we're gonna to get a Big Ten, and that was a mission right off the bat. First year, we were able to get a home-and-home series done with Michigan, and I was very proud of that one because usually when you're talking to these big schools, everyone wants to start the series at their place, at home. That's just natural. But Indiana and Michigan both were like, you know what? We'll come to your place first. And then you're like, absolutely. You know, and then we were able to beat. You remember that game, Trey Burke? Mm-hmm. Ended up being the national player of the year, shot a three. We led the whole game, the entire game. He shoots a three at the buzzer, and if there's a pitcher out there, the ball's three quarters down in the rim, and it pops out, and, and we win. Then we go to Michigan the next year, and we got beat. And so it was a home-and-home home series. We split. Remember, at the worst, you want to split a home-and-home home series. I'm proud of that. When I liked a lot of the games that we did, even Clemson, Dayton, Wake Forest, those those were all good at Arkansas. I mean, when I was at Missouri, we would play Arkansas. I was always excited when we could get the contract done because we weren't in the same conference at that time. To get to play the Razorbacks, that was, that was good. And, and there's been some other good ones along the way, but it's it's always exciting. Wayne Stellick did it for many years here. He scheduled the Arkansas-UNLV series where the Hogs went to Vegas first and then came here for the tremendous game. Those were two nationally prominent games. But at the end of the day, UNLV won both of those games. And so, uh, you know, Coach Stellick was very good in scheduling. That's where I learned a lot of it. Coach Ruta does very good in scheduling. And uh, a big part of it now is these home-and-home series. I mean, these uh, the bye games, negotiating and getting those bye games on the exact date that you want to play. Well, Coach, yeah, you brought up that Michigan game, and uh, you know I thought that was such a fascinating thing. Is if correct me if I'm wrong, was that that was like in the middle of the conference season too, right? Wasn't right. it? And, yeah, because I think yeah. they had a big recruiting weekend for football, and yeah. you know, Doriel Green Beckham was there. You had yeah. Dory Hunter there, and uh, yeah. it, was, it was a who's who because I waited out yeah. in line to get in the student section there for uh, many hours, and it was quite cold. Yeah. It was quite a game. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right, and that was TV. So we, us in Michigan, talked, and I was dealing with one of their assistants, and. It was a John Beeline, uh, you know, it was a good staff. They were, they were very easy to deal with, and we got fortunate. They, uh, they did not have any road games scheduled. Originally, they thought their, like, ACC Big Ten Challenge game was going to be on the road, I think. So that was going to be their non-conference road game, and the rest of them were going to be neutrals and home games. But something happened, and it gets to be it – was, it was early. It was April or May, which in basketball scheduling, April and May is early for the next season. June and June's kind of medium. July and August, you're starting to get a little bit, hey, we need to get this done. And if you hadn't gotten it done by, I only got to September one time, and that was when I was uh, at Missouri. One time it took us to September 10th, and I thought the administration was going to kill us. But now it's even gotten later. There's been years that we've had our schedule done now here, you know, in the latter part of September, and it's not just Arkansas. There's other schools. But the Michigan game, we had it all agreed upon. We were going to do a December game here and a December game there. We tell the league, they tell their league, Arkansas and Michigan's a good national basketball game. And ESPN came back, or CBS, I can't remember. And they and they said, hey, we, we, we want to cover that, but you need to move it to this day. And we were able to move it. And since it was like early, it was April or May, 
that gave us plenty of time to tell the SEC we can't have a conference game on Saturday, January the 21st, because we're going to be playing Michigan. And so it worked out for us. It worked out for Michigan. And we were able to schedule a big home-and-home. I love home-and-home series. They they are the basic of of basketball. And in non-conference now, and with the way the net is, play them. Load up and play. And your fans love it. You know, everybody wants to play bye games. Why do you want to play so many bye games? I love the bye games, too. (laughs) You win them. We never lost a bye game. Um, Buy them. But it sure is nice when you can do a home-and-home. And you and you get a big home and home win, like when Coach Must took the Razorbacks and won at Indiana. I was proud of that because I, I helped schedule that. That was a, one of the last things I had done. I was very proud of that. And so uh, those are things that in scheduling, those are the big victories that you that you take with you. Oh, there's no doubt. And uh, also, uh, Bill Rafferty and uh, Kevin Harlan were on the call for that Arkansas-Michigan game. Yeah. So I got PBS the A team. Yeah, it was it was yeah. awesome. And also, as a student, yeah. I remember I wanted to choke out Novak from Michigan because he did that hard foul on B.J. Young. I'll never forget that game. Like I remember every single thing about that game, <laughs> Coach. Hey, that was an underrated game, John. Yeah, was. That was a great game. And you get everyone in the, the student section was phenomenal. The atmosphere in Bud Walton was tremendous. And uh you're right, but you remember Trey 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 Burke's shot. Don't mm-hmm. get how far down that was. Yeah, yeah, and it was because they had to come from behind for it. It was a great game, and I know that that uh, Purdue and Duke game and Bud Walton will be great as well. But coach, hey, we appreciate you coming on last minute, talk a little scheduling with us. Enjoy the rest of your summer, coach. We'll be catching up with you soon. Oh, you're very welcome. Enjoyed being on with you guys. Go off. I appreciate it. again. That was Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds on Wide Open Wednesday next. So stay with us. Voted Best of Las Vegas, Jason Bird will leave you speechless with his jaw-dropping illusions. Don't miss his live show Saturday, July 29th, 7 p.m. at the Robinson Center Music Hall. This is Sports Center. The Arkansas Travelers won yesterday's game with the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 4-3. Those two teams will go at it again at Dickey Stevens Park tonight at 6:35. Coverage will be on 1067 Buzz 2. In the NFL, big extensions continue to be given out. Yesterday, Cowboys cornerback Trevon Diggs received a five-year $97 million extension. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert received a five-year $262.5 million extension. In 2025, the first year of the extension, he will receive $100 million, topping the previous have 80 million. Herbert also has 218.7 million guaranteed in the deal. And this morning, Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas agreed to a five-year, 117 and a half million dollar extension. It includes the offensive line record, 67 million guaranteed. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. Edgar Award-winning author and Arkansas native E.Y. Craner joins The Zone every Tuesday courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. Jackalope Cycling in Russellville is there with bike rentals and service. Camping gear, fishing accessories, whatever gets you excited about the outdoors. E.Y. Craner, Tuesday in The Zone, brought to you by Jackalope Cycling. Check them out online at jackalopecycling.com. 
RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal house. Under. Join the guys from Morning Mayhem Friday broadcasting live from Fletcher, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Double B's is a locally owned business serving our Kansans for over 50 years. Unlike chain retailers, Double B's keeps more money in our local economies, making our Arkansas communities stronger. International companies buying up Arkansas businesses know or care nothing about Arkansas. And the decisions they make in distant boardrooms will not reflect the concerns of Arkansans. Double B's employs local workers at good wages and serves primarily local consumers. Local, not global. Arkansans, not Canadians. Make a statement to support the natural state by supporting Double B's. Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We stand for Arkansas because we live in Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, tune in to Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery and Cabot. Fishing Arkansas every Sunday morning from 830 to 10 on 1037 The Buzz. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number, number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at right this guy. He's the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds on a wide open Wednesday, and we ran out of time in the last hour to get your Razor Hog update, but we'll do that here in just a second. Appreciate Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us in the, the previous spot, talking about basketball scheduling. Very complicated and very rewarding, but probably a very frustrating thing trying to figure all that out. But uh, we appreciate him hopping on and talking with us more about it. And uh, before we go to the uh, Razor Hog update, Got a few people that's been chiming in on our text line, which, by the way, the text line is still unsponsored, folks. Like, you know how many times we mentioned the text line in this show and on all the shows? We read the text line all the time. So if you're a business out there, sponsor this. You're, you're missing out on a golden opportunity to get your business out there. Among millions upon billions of people, all you got to do is just email sales at signalmedia.com, and they'll hook you up and get you a quote today. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a golden opportunity to get in on the sponsorship for here on 103.7 The Buzz. Uh, but on the text line, Atomic Hog says, when we were talking about A.J. McCarron, he says, Brett Musburger was highly impressed with A.J. McCarron's girlfriend during that 2012 National Championship Yes, he game. was. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think everybody was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was just Musburger. The only difference is, is Musburger had his uh, microphone and headset on during the broadcast. <laughs> we were all saying the same thing. It's just he's the one that uh, happened to be vocal about it on the broadcast. But that was a iconic moment in television broadcasting history because uh not only that but then he had to like come back and like say something about it later and then he almost was like agitated that he even had to address it and it was just a really funny moment Catherine webb right was her name yep yep now Catherine mccarran so they ended up getting married see how about that true love wins just throughout college and they were still found a way to get married and also have kids so yes kudos to them and also from the asher record live fan feedback lee says uh, John, if you have seen what Oakland looks like, you can understand why they won out and to Vegas. 
Golden State got out too. Oakland. It is bad. Oakland gets a bad rap. Yeah. Oakland is um, it's one of those cities where they've tried to revive the downtown area. Now, of course, the sports teams, that is a totally different story. But as far as the city itself, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Well, my thing is I've never been, so I can't speak on it. I've been to San Francisco, but I've never been to Oakland, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't plan on going. You know, I have a vacation plan, but it's just like, Simple I don't know. across the bay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know I I had to check out San Francisco you know first to see how all that goes, but uh, I think there's more to it than just simply oh they went out of Oakland. It's it's a deal where it, it, okay yeah is it a little bit about Oakland maybe or about what you know what's been going on there maybe, but it's also the enticement of playing in Vegas like that's that's huge like, not it, being able to get these stadium deals done that had yeah. a lot to do with it. If that's not, why the Raiders left and that's why the A's are leaving now. Like, and in fact, you could even make the argument that's the biggest reason why. is because of the stadium and the issues that's been going on for years now. That's a big deal. But Lee also goes on to say, uh, what, is your, what is y'all's big trade deadline predictions for Major League Baseball? Cards should sell and bring up their entire AAA. <laughs> uh, Mason we know Wynn, that's not happening. Yeah, either. Mason Wynn, who was committed to Arkansas out of high school, is tearing it up in AAA in Memphis right now. I don't know if I have any predictions. Uh, Otani to the Dodgers. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out. That's the biggest out. one out there. Otani. Yeah. What, what, what happens with him? Does he stay with the Angels or does he ultimately get traded? I will laugh about the fact that people are interested in the trade deadline and knowing Otani could be uh, a thing there. But also with the, the Vet Saracen app, they actually have specials on MLB trade deadline stuff. And the number one is, of course, where will Otani play after the 23 trade deadline? Uh, still, the the clubhouse leader in your odds minus two hundred is the Angels, obviously. But the next best odds, the Orioles at plus a thousand for Otani. They're in first place in the AL East. Wouldn't that be something? Diamondbacks at twelve hundred plus twelve hundred. Mariners at plus twelve hundred. Uh, Padres at fourteen hundred and the Rangers at fourteen hundred to name a few. Now the Rangers division rival. <laughs> don't know if that one is happening. Yeah, I, I would be uh, shocked if that ended up happening. But if, hey, if you like the long shots, though, White Sox, Royals, Athletics, Pirates, and Nationals, all at plus twenty five thousand right now on Bet Saracen, and the Guardians are also at plus fifteen thousand. So, how about that? The Dodgers is actually plus sixteen hundred. So get this, yeah. Again, just betting odds here on Bet Saracen. Plus sixteen hundred, you got the Reds, which we know that they've uh, got uh, a great thing going on there with De La Cruz. But the Dodgers, Yankees, and Phillies are all at plus sixteen hundred for Otani. It's not the best odds, but those are the third best odds tied for it. The Dodgers, Yankees, Phillies, and Reds at plus sixteen hundred. Those are all teams that are competing, and they're wanting to add to the, the lineup and make them better teams. And Otani, wherever he would go, he would make the team better. Yeah, and they also have a good amount of money there. And, you know, L.A. Dodgers and Yankees, and uh, they can make it work. They spend more. Yeah. They, they spend over the cap, and they pay the luxury tax, and they're willing to do that every year. Yeah, that would be really fun. I, I'd appreciate that, and I would enjoy that. If uh, it, Whether it's the Yankees or the Dodgers, just to see them in – Otani go to one of those big markets, franchises. It would be good for baseball, too, overall, which I'm sorry saying that, and every person that's a Cardinal fan or whatnot is throwing up right now because they could not stand it. But still, it'd be fun for the casual baseball fan. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Bob is in Hot Springs Village. What's up, Bob? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. Doing great. Good. I want to make a, a comment, my own opinion, uh, uh, something that uh, both of you talked about uh, yesterday. I tried to call in. Uh, and couldn't get in, but late yesterday afternoon, you you all, uh, particularly John, was shouting, "Oh, I, I just I'm all for all the players getting as much money as they can possibly get." And you know, what about who pays for that? The people that pay for it are you and I. We're the we're the people that buy the tickets. And ten years ago, tickets were a lot, 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 lot cheaper to anything than they are today. And it's not inflation that's raising it. It's the, the price of the that the athletes are uh, demanding to play. 
and the owners are stupid enough to give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, uh. that's, that's part of it, but TV deals bring yeah. in a lot of money. So, yeah, the fans, uh, memorabilia, anything that you pay into a franchise, it's a part of it, but it's not all of it. Well, but if if a guy doesn't make uh, uh, you know millions of dollars in a year, uh, you know the the price that you and I have to pay for a ticket are uh, are going to be cheaper. Period. Well, also, Bob, you got to also understand, like, just if you're talking about baseball, we'll use that as an example. I mean, ticket prices year after year, decade after decade, have always increased. It's it's just part of it too. And even during a time where you know, it's saying pay these athletes as much as possible. I mean, if that was the case, we'd still be paying, you know, a dollar fifty to get into a baseball game. And it's just, no, it's not I, the realistic I, I, thing. It's like things get things get more expensive. The more you grow as a brand, the more television, the more money that comes in, the more you got to pay. It's just, I mean, it's capitalism at its finest. It's just the way it is for anything. I, I, I have got to agree partially with with what you're saying, but uh, you know, I. I don't want to point any fingers, but it's you know people like you that are cheering the cheering the the, the players on to uh, get these ridiculous prices. And if 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 we were not willing to pay the ticket prices that uh, they're demanding now, prices would go down, attendance would go down, they'd have to go down. Yeah, but I still think there's a lot of other financial things that they're getting in revenue besides just ticket sales. I mean, merchandising is a huge thing that they make a lot of money on. I mean, like Joe said, the television broadcast, like it, it, the ticket prices as far as how expensive they are and what they go towards is nowhere near the type of money that they bring in because of television rights and all of that. Like that's just, it's part of it, but it's not uh, a huge part of it like, like television, merchandising, things like that go too. Well... I, I still I still think they're making way too much money, <laughs> and I, I just have, have got to disagree with people that out there leading the charge. You guys make more money, make as much as you can, and you know you're just pricing uh, people out of the opportunity of seeing professional sports. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh. But anyway, thank you very much, and I enjoy your program. Well, we appreciate you calling in, Bob. Uh, agree to disagree on that, because uh, at least how I look at it is, you know, I want we all want for ourselves to make as much money as possible in our <laughs> respective fields. So why well, wouldn't you want to do it there yeah, in baseball? Don't limit anybody else. Yeah, because if I'm a you know if I'm a Razorback fan or whatever, I'm I, I get like I was looking at season tickets and just. You know, how we're used as an example for college. I know it's college, but still, like, you know, ticket prices have increased over time, but it's not like it was, oh, 15 years ago, you get in for 25 bucks, and now it's $300 just to get into the door. It's like, that's not the case. It's it's very minor compared to television. Like, look at these contracts that they're signing with television and stuff. Like, that's the money. That's why everything's surrounding around TV and advertising, because that's where the money is coming from to be able to do all these things. And prices go up for everything. So, Bob, that's like you go to the grocery store, food prices are yep. always going up. Does that mean that they're increasing the pay for the employees there? Not necessarily, but those prices go up anyway. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's a deal where if you're still going to watch the games, if you're still able to go to the games, it, it's, it's true. It does get pricier. It does get more expensive, but... You know, there's, you're still seeing packed out houses. You know, you're still seeing a bunch of people there going to these games. So it's not like that, that they're struggling because it's uh, ticket prices. It's just, you know, the way things go and as time moves forward and moves on, things just get more expensive. And because of it getting more expensive, franchises are always having to be creative in trying to get people to the games. Oh, yeah. they got to find ways to do that. But, hey, we're up against it. Final segment, three and out, coming up next. You're on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. 
Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock 10th Annual Birthday Bash benefiting Preserve Arkansas is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Rock Street and having a big old party. Food trucks, beer from Stone's Throw, and other Arkansas breweries, and live music featuring big damn horns. $10 gate admission or $75 for VIP. Visit Stone's Throw Brewing on Facebook or stonethrowbeer.com for more details and to purchase tickets. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Join Drive Time Sports each weekday for the Trey Biddy Report, brought to you by Asher Wrecker and Recovery. Find out the latest on the Razorback recruits and all the D1 prospects in the state each weekday. It's the Trey Biddy Report on Drive Time Sports, presented by Asher Wrecker and Recovery. The extracurricular activities, the traffic, the nightly homework, the traffic, the finding time to eat dinner together as a family, the traffic. Back to school can be stressful. Thanks to Ziploc, meal prep doesn't have to be. New Ziploc bags with Stay Open Design have a patented stand-up bottom that helps keep the bag upright and a top crease that folds and holds for easy filling, unlocking a second set of hands in the kitchen. If only it unlocked a second set of lanes. New Ziploc brand freezer and storage bags with Stay Open Design from SC Johnson, a family company. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Find special savings on top brands like DeWalt. Right now, save $60 when you buy a DeWalt impact driver or drill for just $99 each. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members will earn three times the bonus points when shopping the Pro Zone. Shop in-store and online today. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. DeWalt offer about 717 through 82. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts of any. Vow through 728. Subject to change. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. For 100 years, Arkansas State Parks have offered endless outdoor adventures and treasured places to connect with nature, family, and friends. Whatever kind of outdoor fun you're into, you can find it at 52 parks around the state. Enjoy world-class mountain biking trails, scenic hikes, year-round fishing on sparkling lakes, and much more. It's time to get outside and celebrate a century. Find your next adventure today at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, A little sports story here for you. You know, we were talking about the quarterback. 
or just quarterback, I should say, on Netflix, the special. Well, according to reports, a bunch of quarterbacks have turned down being in quarterback season two because it shows too much personal life as well as some other reasons that people aren't finding too good. So uh, it's got Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, a uh, few to mention. But according to uh, – is it, is it's Dove or is it Dove Kleiman? I always forget how to say it. Uh, the guy who covers the NFL. I think it's Dove Kleiman. I have no idea who uh, that is. Oh, okay. Well, he's, uh, he's a guy that uh, writes for uh, – you know what? It doesn't matter. He's got 200,000 followers. He covers the NFL. He does a good job. But either way, uh, he said that Jalen Hurts – uh, turned down the opportunity to be on the Netflix show Quarterback on Season 1. And apparently, Tua Tagovailoa and Sam Howell also turned down to be on Quarterback. And that includes Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Tua Howell, Matthew Stafford. All have turned down the show at various points. They're starting to low, run low on options, so you know who's being reported as being the next target? Baker Mayfield to be on Quarterback Season 2. Got to scrape to the bottom of the barrel if you got to get to that <laughs> yeah. point. You go from Patrick Mahomes to Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's seamless. It's a seamless transition there, but they're running out of options, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, but he is playing for a different team, so it'll be it's some intrigue going on. Oh yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. But you think he's going to turn it down? Nah. There's no way. No, he likes the attention. So another note to add to Justin Herbert and the contract that he got. There's a no trade clause in his contract, so. He's going to be there for a while, and that's what you want out of these franchise quarterbacks. You want to keep them there if you believe in them, have them there long term. Now, with the first-round rookies that were picked in this past year's NFL draft, there's only one that remains unsigned, and it's Devin Witherspoon, who's a corner for the Seattle Seahawks. He was picked fifth overall. Now, they're said the two sides are said to be apart on the bonus structure. Being picked number five overall, it's a slot for a signing bonus of 21.17 mil. And some of the other players that were picked ahead of him, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, they all got 100% of their signing bonus up front. And so there was no split. Now, Will Anderson Jr. got an 85-15 split, meaning that he got 85% up front. He's going to get 15% at a later date. And so that's what the Seahawks traditionally do. They like to put splits in place to be able to save some money and spread it out over different number of years. Now, this is where Witherspoon has a disagreement because whatever the Seahawks are offering to this point, he's not willing to accept it. So we know what the situation with Northwestern and uh, the hazing and the culture and all of that. Well, now there's another report, this time from a different school in the Big Ten, as P.J. Fleck, the head coach of Minnesota, as the latest Big Ten coach under scrutiny, as former players allege a toxic culture at Minnesota that included a Fleck Bank point system for breaking teams' rules. And according to the report, the this, this comes from Front Office Sports, by the way. They describe an environment that was fraught with intimidation and toxicity, a system that allowed players with enough coins to get away with positive drug tests, and other violations of rules. The Fleck Bank tracked community service, including visiting patients at the medical center with Fleck in a way to keep tabs on players during study habits. Multiple players said two of those former players said those who provided information on other players were given Fleck Bank credits. We had to go to practice multiple times, first times because some other people were in the back were not moving as quick as he wanted. Said that two other players also involved said that Fleck would re-enter the room if he didn't like the ovation that he received. Just a lot of things that weren't great for the culture. I don't know if this is anything true, but as the floodgates open on these allegations that come out about coaches, I don't know what's worse, the fact that uh, you'd be having a fleck bank for people to be able to pass drug tests or the fact that he would re-enter rooms if his ovation wasn't loud enough. Again, these are just allegations, but it is being reported, and I guess we'll see how this one turns out over there at Minnesota. Steph Diggs, receiver for Buffalo Bills. He's getting a lot of questions because... Last month, a mandatory minicamp, he missed the beginning of it, and there was a lot of speculation as to why he wasn't there. And it was said that there was some kind of disagreement with head coach Sean McDermott, and Sean McDermott at the time had to answer some questions about it. So now that Steph Diggs is at training camp, he's the same questions are being asked, and he's having to answer them. And he says that the reason he missed the beginning of mandatory minicamp was it was a family matter. And what matters here most is winning. He says 
I try to keep a lot of things in-house, but regarding last year, obviously the way we lost in the playoffs to the Bengals was just terrible in that regard. You don't want to lose any game. We've been here trying to get over the hump, and obviously it causes a lot of frustration. So that's what many people pointed back to the moment that they lost the game last year, and Steph Diggs, he's an emotional player. He was kind of going off on the sidelines, and they felt like that carried over into this season, this offseason, and him not showing up for training camp, but he says that's not the case. So we all know and love, of course, Livy Dunn, uh, famous TikToker, gymnast, LSU girl that has taken the world by storm. Well, this is according to New York Post. She's 20 years old, by the way. She is still the highest-paid female athlete, earning seven figures. But apparently, according to Elle magazine, she's no longer able to attend classes in person due to, quote, safety reasons says that there were some scares in the past, and I just want to be as careful as possible. I don't want people to know my daily schedule and where I am because she does have 12 million followers on Instagram and TikTok, and she's aware that she has a lot more eyes on her, but her safety concerns is having her to where she's having to do classes uh, remotely. Now, some people say how awful this is and, and terrible, and I get it, like, totally. But at the same time, this is kind of the price of fame. You know, when you're someone who is very present and also very attractive and you have a huge following of people that want to see you, want to hang out with you, want to take pictures with you, want to be like, oh my goodness, there's Livy Dunn. It's, this is kind of what's going to happen. So it's unfortunate for her, but again, when you have 12 million people following you on social media just to see you do a TikTok dance, people are going to follow you around and want to be around you. So that just comes with the price of fame. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has gotten an extension on a contract. Now the current contract had one more season remaining on it, but all 30 MLB owners voted to extend Rob Manfred through January 2029 when he'll be 70 years old. <laughs> oh, got to love that guy. Uh, so a w- interesting story here with Matt Damon, of course, was playing in a movie Oppen- Oppenheimer. Uh, he uh, apparently had a hellish experience kissing Scarlett Johansson. Uh, there's a conversation that led Damon to recall the time he wind up kissing Scar Joe in a professional capacity on the set of We Bought a Zoo. Uh, the former Black Widow played Matt Damon's love interest. I had to kiss Scarlett Johansson, Damon Joe. Can you imagine how horrible that was for me? He continued, it was hell. What happened was we did a shot before lunch, and it was a nice little two-shot that ended in a kiss, and it was really good. We went to lunch. She and I both thought it was over, and she ate like an onion sandwich for lunch. Then came in director Cameron Crowe, had the camera set up, and it was a tight shot of the kiss. He go, She goes, oh, bleep, I just had an onion sandwich. So, for <laughs> their kiss, had onion sandwich. I feel like even if Sarah Johansson had an onion sandwich, I feel like I could probably make it work and still try to find a way to kiss her. That's all I'm saying. Beetlejuice 2 is being filmed in Vermont, and there were a few items that were stolen from the set. A 150-pound statue along with some other items, and it was said and caught on video that an older model GMC pickup drove to the scene, grabbed the items, and drove away, and no arrests have been made. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, you better stay tuned, though, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your